Well, I have a couple new sound effects for us today. Oh, boy. And so, Guys, I have not heard these. <laughs> should we start off with a little... Housekeeping. I'll come back later. I'll come back later then. I'll come back later. That is so, from Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter? And the Prisoner of Azkaban. Correct, sir. Correct, madame. So let's do some housekeeping. Yeah, we got a little bit. We have some iTunes reviews. Yay! And I I dictated all of them (laughs) to read. (laughs) Wait, you didn't copy-paste them? Well, I probably could have, (laughs) but I didn't. (laughs) I was reading them from my phone. (laughs) That's amazing. I've been especially boomery this week, if it makes you feel any better. Thank you. Well, especially when I'm recording or um, editing one of our episodes, a lot of the time, like, you don't need to be doing anything. You just need to be kind of listening for when you want to splice things together. So I need kind of busy work, and I think that's when I was doing it. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Our first one is Lizzie Schultz, who we went to high school with, and she posted on her Instagram story, and it made me really happy. I told Carly it was like, when I saw it, it was like getting a text from my crush. (laughs) That's how excited I was. And I said, same. Same. So she said, five lone stars, love the pun. And then she said, a great way to get back into an old show that's loved by so many. Monica and Carly have lots of interesting facts and cool anecdotes. Yay. And yes. also, I think I I said my heart grew three sizes. Mm, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe please bleep this out. <laughs> um, in middle school, I dated who Lizzie oh, yeah. Schultz was dating for like a long time. <laughs> they did. Yeah, we should probably get that. Please don't it's, that it's too soon. <laughs> We've never talked about it in person. Yeah. <sighs> and then the next one, literally, I just on my computer because I guess this person didn't want to be known for anything. They just put like random letters. But Wait, this was no, so spell, sweet. Pronounce it. Um, just so Yeah. Yeah. Refreshing. I'm so happy I stumbled upon this podcast. I had just restarted FNL, and these girls are the perfect accompaniment to my morning coffee after having rewatched a few episodes the night before. They're energetic and quick-witted. They'll be st- mm. they'll be a staple in my podcast queue for as long as they are recording. I love that one was so sweet. So kind. Also, I love to be called quick-witted. I know. I was reading these and I was like, oh, these are going to go to our heads. <laughs> oh, it's already up. It's I, already up. My ego is huge. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, would you like to take the next one? I think you should. Yes. Okay. Uh, this next one is from a, a, a gal named Mary, Mary, which is, uh, this is my sister, Meredith. She says, Coco LC forever, which means which LaCroix. Which is LaCroix. <laughs> so funny. I almost spit out my coconut LaCroix. Keep them coming, ladies. <laughs> yes, she likes coconut LaCroix. We've considered her or getting rid of her, like, for real, <laughs> but we've decided oh. against it. Well, and we like her kids a lot, so. But yes, she likes Coconut LaCroix, but she also, we know she has good taste because she also loves this podcast. Yes, her favorite LaCroix flavor is Texas Texas Forever. Forever. (laughs) I didn't even want to finish that joke because it was so bad. (laughs) That's why I slowed down. And then the last one is from Cool1235. No Worth a listen. These ladies are super intelligent. That's the one that I'm like, whoo, don't go to my head. Was a pleasure to listen to. Looking forward to more content. Good luck. So, so sweet. sweet. Yeah. Those are really sweet. And also, definitely are going to go to our heads. Yes. I will say, though, the compliments that actually, like, 
that I'm like, ooh, thank you. Um, you know, if people say like, oh, you're cute, whatever, I don't care. When people say I'm like quick-witted or smart or something, then I'm like, oh, oh, wow, thank you. Yes, yes, <laughs> which makes me an asshole. But everyone, because well, cute is not a real compliment. I'm sorry. Right, and like if you're commenting on how I look or what I'm wearing, I don't care that much. But if you're yeah. commenting on what's in this noggin, right. And if you're commenting on my appearance, you know, call me like drop dead gorgeous. Don't call me cute, you know, right? or stunning or effervescent. Right. Yeah. I mean, compare me to Kristen Bell. I mean, there right. are like a lot of ways you could handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much. Those reviews are really sweet. Please keep writing us iTunes reviews. We'll do shout outs each week. Um, but they really help the show. And that's it. And get Bye. them in now because if there's like a ton, we're not going to read all the, you know, the comments. So now we're going to read them because we have like five, you know. Right. So Do it get now in early. before we're too famous. Yes. To even <laughs> notice you. <laughs> to even, for you to even be on our radar. Right. Because we're so quick of wit. Right. Super intelligent. <laughs> So I thought it'd be fun because I know that y'all are dying to know more about our types that we talked about, I believe, again, in Ep3. We didn't talk about it with Nick because that would have been uncomfortable. But yeah, We already made him pretty uncomfortable. We did. And so I challenged Carly to pick three men from a TV show, obviously, that are her type and then one that's kind of a dark horse outside of her type. So would you like to go first? I would. Okay. Is this just like biggest TV crushes of all time? Yeah. Well, it, it's like TV or that like, like the TV characters that are your type. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. Oh, oh, I have one. Oh, he's been canceled though. That's okay. <laughs> like really bad. Oh. I was going to say uh, Hyde in that 70s show, oh, which is yeah, played that's... by Danny Masterson, but Ick, he was just arrested on like four counts of rape. Yeah. Um, let me pick a different one. Yeah. But like Hyde, Hyde really was. I mean, separate from the person, the actor. Yeah, no, I The don't. character Hyde was a big one for me. Yeah, I remember that. Um, okay. I, I think Andy Dwyer is really high on my, is he on yeah. yours too? No. Okay. Andy Dwyer is, is extremely high on my list. I, love I loved that. him when he was chubby and dumb. Um, yes. And, oh, Josh in West Wing. Oh. Played yeah. by um, Bradley Whitford. Yes, that's a great one. And then third <laughs> is John Hamm and Mad Men. Love it. Donald Draper. Yes. Those are my boys. Um, Who's the dark horse? <laughs> do you watch monk um i've seen some of it okay ted levine or levine i don't know how it's said, how it's said but he's the sheriff the detective like the assistant to monk 
I have always been like deeply in love with him for no reason. He's really old. He has red oh, hair. Oh, just text me a picture if you have it. Okay, but he also plays. <laughs> he also plays the murderer, Buffalo Bill, in Silence of the Lambs. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. you know I haven't seen that movie. I can't. The one who that. goes, "Is she a great big fat person?" <laughs> okay, I must see this person, <laughs> and then I'll I'll text I'm, you I'm mine so you can have a visual. Because okay. I, I knew yours, but I don't know if you'll know mine. I need to find a picture of him in the TV show. In real life, he's not. In real life, he just looks old. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Stottlemyre. That's what he's, that's his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Who does he look like to me? Um, um, is it the principal in Ferris Bueller? Oh, maybe. Because he kind of looks like that guy. And but also just like a walrus. Looking. Like a hot walrus. Yeah, he's a yeah. sexy walrus. Yeah, I he's love like a that. sexy daddy walrus. Yes. <laughs> okay. For love all my monkheads out there. Yes. Captain okay. Stottlemyre, baby. Love it. I'm going to text you mine as we go. Okay. So, first up, I have Jake from One Tree Hill, which I know you've only is seen he the dark haired one. He is, but he's a smaller character. You may not know. He dates Peyton oh. at one point. Look at your phone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he so reminds cute. me of somebody too. Oh, kind. He's kind of look. He kind of looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, cute. Sensitive. He has a daughter in high school, so he's like so mature and mm. sweet. Okay, and then we have Michael from Jane the Virgin. He he's like really sweet and goofy, but he's also oh, a policeman. He's really cute. Yeah, and he just. He he just really gets Jane. Like every time she's like, I'm fine. Look He's like, button down. You're not fine. Like, I know you. Yeah. I need to And watch then Jane finally, the you too. It's great. Finally, you'll know this one. We have Joel Maisel. I, I thought you were going to do Joel Maisel. Yeah. He was my Valentine this year. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Maisel is great. I don't, I haven't watched the full. I haven't finished the second season or watched the third. So okay. currently I'm not team Joel, but yeah. I don't think I've watched deep enough to be team Joel. Yeah. I think I really started liking him in season two Yeah, and he's really hot in season three. Season three is definitely the weakest just of overall of the seasons, but yeah, he's very hot. And then my dark horse is David Harbour from Stranger Things. I wish I didn't. The Dang, sheriff. I'm behind on my- Do you watch Stranger Things? I have never watched Stranger <gasps> Things. It's it's another one that's like a sk- that I need to just watch, but I keep wanting to watch it with somebody. I need to just do yeah. it by myself. It's like a hundred percent up your alley. Whoa, he looks like Jack Nicholson, kind of. Yeah. So I'm usually in not way. into like a big burly. He's kind of got like a beer gut man, but I'm just I'm so into him. Okay. Well, that's all we got. That's our TV crushes. Yeah. Okay. The we will never do that again. Don't worry. <laughs> No, we'll do it every week. Every week. <laughs> the alternate that I was thinking about switching in mm. was uh, Crosby. Oh, oh, that's both of ours. Okay, that's so, that's and that's the yeah. common yeah that's the common thread is Dax Shepard, Crosby in Parenthood, perfect, and Dax Shepard in real life. Yeah, and just Jack Shepard. Okay, so let's hop over to the fact check. We just have a few things. Um, we talked about how 
Julie says, Texas is not even a state. It's like technically a republic. <laughs> and we were like, is it a republic or is it a state? So I looked it up from 1836 to 1846, so just 10 years. Texas was the independent republic of Texas. The current legal status is now of a state of the United States of America, obviously. It's very so. unfortunate that we did not know that for sure. I know. <laughs> I mean, we did, but it was still kind of like, is it like state first, republic second or something? Well, and they talk yeah. about like secede all... All the secede stuff all the time. So I'm like, did they? Right. They want to just go back to 1836. Apparently. Um, I put, is Herc an Olympian? I couldn't find if he is or not. I don't think he is. I, I think don't. I was just wrong. We'd have to like go back and, and look at that frame. Maybe it would say. Yeah. Well, because I looked on, you know how Google has those. It's like Wikipedia for shows, basically. Yeah, I yeah, what yeah. it's called. Yeah. I tried to find it on that, but I, I couldn't. Tis a mystery. It is. Where is Where is Jesse Plemons from, Carly? We found out. Jesse Plemons is from Mart, Texas, small town outside of Waco. Ooh, I bet it's really small. It's yeah, because Waco it's already small. Uh, kind of. Waco's uh, yeah. pretty big. I mean, I just think of it as small, but it's probably like the size of Denver. Really? At least. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Fort Worth is bigger than Denver, which always blows my mind. Fort Worth is like the 12th most populous city in America. Yeah, or I think it's in the top 10. No, I th- well, okay, we'll fact check that next, but More I'm pretty sure it just went from 13 to 12 and it just surpassed San Francisco. Dang. Yeah, go Fort Worth. Oh, and then this was also in the Windsprints episode. Uh, we talked about how some of our crushes are now illegal and <laughs> William Mosley, who played Peter in Narnia, he was 15 at the time. So, yep, definitely still That's not illegal. that bad. Yeah, it could be worse. Could be worse. The, the kid from the Sandlot's worse. Yes. But I still love him. You want to take our last one? I do. Okay, so I have a big boo-boo. I made a big... Well, I'm your daddy, and I'm here to kiss the boo-boo. To kiss the boo-boo. Um, Mama made a boo-boo. <laughs> please so, don't call yourself mama <laughs> not the mama um <laughs> okay so basically this entire time i've been talking like peter berg also did parenthood no yeah he didn't he didn't <laughs> which i i know it's confusing so jason cadams i think that's how his last name is pronounced it's k-a-t-i-m-s jason cadams is the one who or like is credited for Friday Night Lights and Parenthood and like a lot of the similar storyline and story elements and stuff. Yeah, I think first, I think it is Kadams. Kadams. I I think he executive produced Friday Night Lights, but he created Parenthood, whereas Berg is the creator of FNL. Okay, yeah. So basically Monica's known this this whole time and never corrected me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess I just didn't hear that because... It may, I, I may not have said it explicitly, but yeah. I definitely was thinking, was it had it wrong in my head. So Jason Kadams was brought on to Friday Night Lights in Eyes Wide Open, which is the second episode. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then Peter Berg did create Friday Night Lights, and like everything that we said about that is accurate. But yes, Jason Kadams created Parenthood, and he also um, was executive producer for the whole show, excluding the pilot. Love it. And he created yeah. our ultimate joint tv crush crosby, crosby braverman although i don't like when crosby Bra- crosby braverman is a hat wearer and i do not like men i like hats. his hats <laughs> <laughs> i get it like i'm almost like oh, you look stupid but then i'm like no you still look cute 
I mean, he can pull it off. I just can't, I can't, there are two items of men's apparel that I can't, they're oh no no's for me, <laughs> to quote Tom Haverford. They are hats and flip-flops. Mm, yeah. I don't I ever need to see a man's toes. I mean, I don't love Crosby's like fedora. That's definitely the worst. Yeah, I like the, the like, what kind of hat, is it like a, almost like a beret? I like that. Oh, I, I hate that one. I, I, so I used to call them... Um, railroad hats yes they look like newsies kind of or like yeah. old golf players it's like the top of the hat is kind of attached to the bill as it goes forward yeah it's so cute <laughs> at least he's not wearing like a beret or something super yeah weird. an actual beret <laughs> okay so um, we keep forgetting to yeah. do our intro i know so <laughs> i think we forgot for like the past three episodes we've basically only done it once yes so i'm carly and i'm monica and this, and this is, is Texas forever. <laughs> I'm trying not to say nice. <laughs> I know I texted. I had a literally alert in my phone to text Carly to stop saying not for her for us both to stop saying nice after we do something together. It's horrible. It's horrible. The so worst. I was trying to remember who read the synopsis, and I think you read it last time because I read the novella of episode four, yeah, super long one. <laughs> yeah. So this one's shorter. Um, this episode came out. Oh, this is El Accidente, which if you did not know is um, Spanish. And this episode Espanol. came out. It's Espanol. It came out November 7th, 2006. And the IMDb synopsis is Coach Taylor questions his principles regarding Dudu's eligibility and is confronted with another problem when his number one defensive player is arrested for assaulting a fellow student. Tim and Lila break Jason out of the hospital for the afternoon. Love it. That is what happens. That is what goes down. That is accurate. Yes. <sighs> I'm like still turning off from my day. I know. I'm a little distracted. <laughs> <laughs> My back is like literally broken. It's fine. Ugh, I'm very concerned sucks. about it. It's so bad. Yeah. I, Wait, are I you going to the doctor crying. tomorrow? Yeah. Good. Well, I went to the doctor on Monday and she told me to go to PT. Um, mm-hmm. But I was crying in the park the other day <laughs> or yesterday morning. <laughs> Because my back hurt really bad and I was like trying to run and I couldn't and I was yeah. just like tired and angry and in pain. So it was like hobbling along while I'm running, <laughs> crying, and then literally run into this guy that um, I used to, you know, you know, hang out with. Play chess with. Play chess with. Mouth bang uh, with. In college, who I thought lived in Chicago. Um, <laughs> he I was like, not. what are you doing here? He was like, are you crying? <laughs> you answer first. <laughs> I asked you first. (sighs) Anyways, okay. Yeah. El Accidente. Yes. We Uh, finally get a Landry episode. We do. Thank the good Lord. Seriously. So there's a great Jesse Plemons article I think we talked about in episode four that we will share when we post this because it talks about how... It's from the New York Times. Yes, it's from the New York Times. Prestigious. It talks about how he... How Jesse Plemons is just like a super naturalistic actor and it talks about how we really got to explore that in Friday Night Lights. And how much work he puts in to make it sound so minimalist or like to make right. his acting look and feel so minimal. Yes, exactly. And he's married to Kirsten Dunst, which I didn't know. He is. Okay, I remembered <laughs> last time we were recording there was something that I couldn't remember that I had recently looked up. Um, what is it? 
And I was going to have a a good segue from the first boy's answer that I had. One of the boys I picked was Trevor Noah. Oh, yes. So Trevor Noah is dating Minka Kelly. Right. You already knew? No, well, oh, you I told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're apparently very private but very serious. According to yeah. a close insider. What a gorgeous yeah. couple. Like very unexpected but very Well, and I'm beautiful. a little hurt that Trevor didn't at least just let me know. Right. He could have um, just texted you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he knows how long I've been waiting for him. <laughs> but I guess if he had to date any other girl, Minka Kelly's fine. Yeah, I'm like she'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we start off with a little Texas things? Texas things. I love that one. Me too. Makes me happy when I hear it. Me too. What you got? So I started with a really intense thing, which we probably know. Um, But, okay, so there's some racial slurs in this episode. And I actually, I'm trying to be so PC. (laughs) Coming in hot. Basically, when Voodoo says that horrible thing to Reyes, it reminded me that someone said that to one of our players actually at Trinity Valley. Really? Yeah. Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah. And it started a big Ugh. fight and so that was a horrible that's a horrible Texas thing, but it just Racism does sometimes remind me of Texas. Yes, especially, you know, toward Hispanics because it's a large population. Even still going back home is like culture shock. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean like people just saying the N-word and I'm like yeah. <laughs> um it took leaving Texas to start realizing, obviously. Right. We're all going through some deconstruction. Yes. Um, we start with a little happy song and when we just hit you with <laughs> yeah, that. It's really happy. But I'm sorry. That's literally besides, I had one more besides that. And it was Buddy saying, we played football together at UT. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. To the guy that is helping him with the legal situation. It's funny because sometimes they talk about UT, but then sometimes they like use an, another school to like represent UT. Right. Well, they they mix real schools with fictional schools, yeah. which we'll see more later on. But I did pull a really quick clip because yeah. Buddy uh, speaking to said UT friend, and I just labeled this excited Buddy. <laughs> Come on, Forrest freaking Aiden. How are you, man? Seem to see you, Buddy. <laughs> I was just so excited. Wow, Buddy. It made me giggle. <laughs> it's give me a little chuckle yes um okay some of the things that i noticed were just like some of the little colloquial sayings yeah um i get kind of teased a lot up here i'll say just like some of the things our moms used to say uh little phrases and people are like what is that i've never heard it um one of them i think is he's a little hot under the collar oh yeah i yeah. bet that that's one of those like southern ones uh, yeah, I wouldn't think that that was a Southern phrase, but now that I think about it. Um, Coach Taylor says that talking about Reyes. He's like, ah, he's a good kid. He's just a little hot under the collar. <laughs> just means like he has a temper. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Riggins' older brother. Billy. Uh, Billy. Billy Riggins is just like chatting with Tim while he, he's fixing his car. And he's like, don't do that. You'll mess it up something fierce. <laughs> I feel like that's another one. I like that. Another Get Texas phrase, I don't know if, that, if it was in the episode or if it's ever in 
I'm sure it is, but fixing to. And I find myself saying that, like, we're fixing to leave. (laughs) Also, what do you call your, like, toiletries bag? Okay, you call it a dock kit, and I always thought that was weird. Um, But I think it's a southern, dop kit is a southern thing. Is it dop? P? I think so. I don't, I've never seen it written. I've literally, that's word has passed from parent to child (laughs) verbally. (laughs) (laughs) That word was learned verbally. I always thought it was dock kit. But I, it might be. I, I literally call it, I think I just call it my toiletries or like my makeup bag. Yeah. 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 Um, Tim just working on his car in general. Yes. <laughs> just like out in the driveway on a hot summer day. That was pretty Texas. I agree. Also, um, I just, I mean, it was probably natural. I doubt they had to add it in, but the cicadas during the nighttime shots, they always do such a good job with that. Uh, that. That sound makes me feel so relaxed. Same. I love that sound. And it's so funny because you, once you leave Texas, you kind of forget about it and then you come back mm-hmm. and like, these are so loud, but it's it's so funny <laughs> that we like don't think that they're loud. It's like every night uh, you hear them. I know. Oh. I, I really miss cicadas. You know what was really cool? I, I think there's cicadas in Tennessee. They're not as prominent, but they're definitely there. I bet there are. And when the solar eclipse happened in 2017. Gosh, that was three years ago. Yeah. We drove out to this field because Nashville was like right in like the sweet spot. And it got really dark as it does. And <laughs> at nighttime? No, no, no. When the solar eclipse happened. So like at like 2 oh, p.m. Oh, oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and, as it does. Yes, as it does. And that was just crazy in itself. But then the coolest thing was like nature reacted. So all the bugs started kind of like you Whoa. could hear it. And like there was like rustling in the woods because they're just like, what the hell is happening? Like, they don't know an eclipse is happening. And then <laughs> it just got light again. And then they all. Time. right. And then it, um, the sun came up or I mean, it got light again because the thing passed. The moon Maybe. passed it. And isn't it? They just it? went back to normal. It was weird. That's super crazy. It was really cool. Yeah. I was, since you asked, where, where was I you? during the solar eclipse? Yeah. <laughs> I was waitressing oh. at the Rio Grande Mexican restaurant in Boulder, working Shout the out. rooftop. So we have, it had like one of the best rooftops in Boulder. Um, so everyone packed up to the roof to watch the eclipse. Yeah. Um, literally, like, I don't think that anybody on that rooftop that day paid for their food or drinks. It was <laughs> such a hot mess. Like, everyone was just clumped together, moving around. Also, they didn't provide the servers with the glasses. Oh, lame. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm supposed to serve out here, and you didn't even give me the, like, eyewear? Yeah. Eyewear. <laughs> um, that was – it was super cool, though. Yeah. My brother-in-law, Ian, went to one of Nevada or somewhere where it was, like, the full 100% view or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was in Nashville. That's what I'm saying. We oh. had, like – we were, like, in the sweet spot. Yeah. So we went oh, out to a field that was like even, even more in that sweet spot. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. That being said, we love cicadas. We do. I will just a general PSA. I actually have a good music section, but as far as my segments, they're very bare. But then I have a, I just have a lot of notes for the breakdown. That's fine. Yeah. I have a big film section and big breakdown notes, but All also right. like, this ain't our job. We can do whatever we want. Exactly. Monica there are didn't no do rules. Homework. Everybody <laughs> criticize her. My dog ate it. Wait, what's this from? <laughs> My dad choked on a meatball. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I 
it's big no. big fat liar did you ever watch that oh one? i've never seen that oh i used to like that's another one i had the rotation to like fall asleep no, i'm to. echoing okay and we're back okay um you've been meatballed <laughs> <laughs> Stanley, I hate that I was. That I did too. So it was, I mean, they just started running out, out of ideas, understandably. But yeah, we're talking about late season Office. There are some really good, ep- like yeah. some of the episodes are are some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, and then it was very hit or miss in the later seasons. Season eight is the worst. It's mostly just like kind of fun to watch. It definitely is like bad writing, though. I'll give you. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there is one of my favorite lines is in one of those episodes when Dwight is like, um, you guys aren't stressed enough. If you haven't, if you haven't vomited or been diarrheal, then you're not stressed out enough. Uh, and then Aaron looks at him. And she goes, who says I'm not diarrheal? And winks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Aaron is the best addition to those later uh, seasons. What's her what's her real name? Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Come on the show. Come on the show. We love you. Uh, cool. Any more Texas things for you? I don't think so. Um, let's do some, let's, wait, what's on our, let's follow our list, our, our order. Right. Okay, let's do some Tammy time. This was a good Tammy episode. <laughs> okay, good, because all I wrote was, Tammy gets it. <laughs> That's all wait, I sorry, say it again. Okay, good, because all I wrote was, Tammy gets it. well at first all I wrote was because I'll I'll watch it twice the Mm -hmm. first time I wrote it I just like forgot to write down Tammy stuff and all I wrote was balances coach on Reyes (laughs) yes no I mean it really shows it did show her in a really cool light as being Mm -hmm. the other perspective of the students because she sees something very different she deals with them differently but they both you know equally love these kids and so right I did love Tammy kind of defying him and being like, I, I don't think that he said that, you know. Yep. And I loved that she changed her mind after she talked to Caster's mom. And yeah. she just like took that mother's insight, trusted it, knew that it was genuine. Yeah. Um, well, I have a, f- a little fun fact for oh. Tammy time. Um, so she, as we know, Connie Britton played the coach's wife in the movie version too. When they were trying to get her to play uh, Tammy in the TV version, she said the only way she was going to play the role is if her character was given dimension and a real voice. She said, I'm not getting splinters in my ass for entire episodes from sitting on bleachers. <laughs> I love that. I thought um, you were going to say dementia. <laughs> I will only play this role if, if I can the have character a dementia. gets dementia. <laughs> no, she but that's really cool. Loved, love and other drugs. Um, <laughs> no, that is really cool, though. Right. And I thought that this was a perfect example. I mean, obviously, we've seen her sort of fleshed out before, but this was a great – this was the first episode where she really, like, changes – she, like, turns the tables. Yeah. Um, As I and said, she has she gets a real it. voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, she trusts, she trusts the mom's instinct and um, – but I like how she works on Eric. She kind of like does it slowly. Yeah. She never is just like what I what I would do, which is just you're wrong. This is why. Right, right. You know, she's just like, I don't think he did it. And then they'll kind of discuss it and she'll leave it and pick it back up later. Um and she just kind of slowly, slowly works on him. But yeah, she was 
a big a big girl this episode. She was. She put on her big girl pants. What's the line from My Big Fat Creek Wedding? The man is the head. But the, and woman, the woman is, is the neck. The neck. And she can turn the head. Turn the head. Any way she, she wants. wants. Oh my gosh. My Big Fat Creek Wedding 2 was like the worst movie I've ever seen. I fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> I was so excited for it. Everyone was like, Monica, it's going to be terrible. I was like, I don't care. I want to go. And Monica then went all in. Yeah. And my friends were so mad. They're like, you made us come and then you fell asleep. It was so <laughs> bad. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater. I, I literally think that was the one and only time. Mm. Do you walk out of movies? I have done that. One- okay. This is so sad. The common thread is the actress that's in Big Fat Creek Wedding. So she's amazing. She's great. Um, America Ferrera. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Lena is the character, right? I think that's her name. Yeah, I haven't watched that since Porticalis. I was younger. Yeah, so she's fantastic, but she was in this other movie called My Life in Ruins, and that is the only movie oh, that I've walked out of because it was so bad. And then I see her sequel and I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she hasn't exactly been in, like, the biggest blockbusters. True. It's not my fault. I tried. I gave her, like, three chances. (laughs) I have walked out of a movie before. I walked out of, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a Michael Sarah movie. Mm. And he had, like, split personalities. And they filmed it like it was two, Scotty something against the world, maybe? Maybe? Yeah, I think that's it. I've never seen it, but. Oh, so bad. Oh, you know what movie I should have walked out? of was spring breakers <gasps> no i know carly i go and see this movie with like two friends that are like two of the most like moral <laughs> people i know <laughs> on easter weekend <laughs> oh my gosh. we just thought it would be like funny and dumb right and then yeah. it was like disturbing and disgusting and we kept being like should oh. we leave and we we're like no and no. we just kept watching <laughs> it it was oh never see that movie I don't think I've seen a really bad movie in a while, but I've definitely like gone to movies and like behaved extremely poorly to the point where I barely watched the movie. Behaved extremely. And I don't mean that boys were involved. They're very few men in my life. I just mean that me and my best friends. If we haven't overemphasized it enough, we are very single. Extremely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, usually Jenny and I just. talk too much or smoke too much weed yes or uh, just for right or i fall down the stairs which is something that happened to me in the middle of a movie theater oh oh i have as i was late to the movie i have a story i went to see a quiet place oh yeah should we do worst movie theater story yes okay (gasps) a quiet place oh yeah so i go to a quiet place first of all i'm not a horror movie person Second of all, Stranger Things is scarier than A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place is not scary. A Quiet Place wasn't very scary. And so, but I was nervous to see it and I was going with a big group of friends. So I get like a Long Island iced tea at the bar to like make, (laughs) and it had nothing in it. I mean, it didn't do anything. It was probably like $15. And this movie theater drink. So we're sitting in the front and I have to pee because of said L-I-T. And... (laughs) I, you know, when you're, you're kind of like already kind of awkward. Cause you're like, you know, the seats are already reclined. So you have to like walk past people and it's just yes, like, so I was yes. already kind of stumbly and mind you, a quiet place is a silent movie. So it is, there's, yeah. it is completely silent. That was like the craziest movie watching experience I've ever yes. had. So I try to like kind of quietly scamper up the stairs to the bathroom. Please quietly, quietly tell me. In a quiet voice. <laughs> That's Parks and Rec. I 
fall flat on my face. And no. Carly, the entire theater turns and looks at me. I'm oh not telling, like, not just a oh, few I people. Oh, I believe you. The in, entire- a, in a quiet place? Yes. Oh, yeah. And the sweet oh guy God. next to me goes, are you okay? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, physically, yes. And so then I go to the bathroom and then I come back and I just know my friends are just, and we can't, like, crack up laughing because, again, it's a quiet it's place. Silent. So we come in and I'm, we're just, like, dying. And my friends are like, I'm never going to live that down. So, oh, my God. Yeah. I remember when I was seeing A Quiet Place, the second they were in the waterfall, I had to pee like the whole time. Yes. The second the waterfall started, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And I told the guy at the counter, he was like, what are you seeing? I was like, A Quiet Place. He was like, oh, how'd you, how'd you escape? And I was like, the waterfall scene. Is that a good scene to leave? And he was like, yes, but go back soon. <laughs> I remember when I saw Les Mis four times in theaters, I would always go to the bathroom when Russell Crowe or Amanda Seyfried sang. Yeah. All right. Tell your worst story. Mine is like basically the same. Uh, I just like, well, we showed up late to the movie. I can't remember what movie. I do like horror movies. I feel like it was Hereditary maybe. Oh, yeah. Tony Collette. Honestly, horror movies are some of the only like actual movies I go to. Because they're, they're just so fun to go watch in a theater. Way more fun than watching at home. Yeah. Because in the theater, everyone's like bonded and they're all, everyone at the same time is like, <gasps> yes, and then we laugh I love together. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this was during my drinking days. Yes. Uh, which was my whole life up until this January. <laughs> <laughs> Even in utero, actually, maybe. <laughs> in utero, I had a little baby be- beer bottle. <laughs> this is from Arrested Development, which I don't know if you watch, but. Uh, Buster accidentally gets drunk. He like thinks it's juice um, and it's showing him like running all over the apartment. He's like, mama's all alone. Mama's moving out. <laughs> and then the narrator goes, and this was the first time Buster had had alcohol since he was in the womb. <laughs> um, so still your drinking we, days. Yes. We were, we walked in already late, like had been drinking. We're being loud, uh, just like typical obnoxious teenagers. Everyone's already looking at us. And then I literally fall down multiple stairs, like fully onto my face. Um, And it was so wildly disruptive, like our entrance to that movie theater, that everyone actually just started laughing. Like the whole theater was all just like, all right, yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Wildly disruptive. And like they just started clapping until we got to our seats. Like it was, all of us were being loud. I fell, the popcorn spilled, somebody's key. Like it was, it was just. That's fantastic. uh, Let's do some fashion. Uh, I also, I wrote Lila's booby shirt. Yeah. All the booby shirts. Is that when she was walking into the hospital? Yes. When they, when they started making out. Yeah. Yes. I love that color on her. She looks amazing in green because she has that olive skin tone. Well, she does look in green. I was saying the lavender top. Oh, oh, that is the one I'm thinking of. But she yeah. puts on a similar green tank top at the end. Yes. Yeah, or yeah. like when they go to the lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Long story also, short, she looks good in every color. <laughs> yes, and every item of clothing yes. ever. Um, but why are her boobs like the most perfect shape in the world? I do not know. Also, no high schooler would have tits like that, right? No. No? I don't know. I don't know. Mine didn't come in, well, arguably ever. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are still coming in. Uh, I'm hoping on a late bloom. Yes. <laughs> late bloom. Late boob bloom. <laughs> oh, you know what I read though? What? So I used to have like nice, like big little boobs. <laughs> um, in high school, I was a C. Yeah, you were. I remember that. No, I've long been a 
A, borderline B. Yeah. Um, apparently, running makes your boobs shrink. Gotta stop that running, Carl. Do it for <laughs> the boobs. Don't care enough. Do it for the twins. <laughs> it sucks it out from your boobs and puts it into your butt. Oh, okay. Well, then you get more in in the dumpster. <laughs> right. I care more about my dumpster than I do... What do we... And like I said, circles. she's got a killer dumpster. <laughs> in my experience... Men have always been more interested in the back of me than the front of me. <laughs> that was Sue's show Parks and Rec and Meredith The Office, respectively? Yep. <laughs> respectively. <laughs> Do you have anything uh, yes, else for her, fashion? Okay, her tank top was super cute. All of her outfits were... She changed a couple times. All of her outfits were pretty cute. Yeah. I also wrote down Tammy when they're, she and Eric are leaving school and then they like meet Julie at the car. Tammy is wearing the most adorable green dress and boots, like cowgirl boots. Yes, I noticed that. Which I don't usually love the cowgirl boot look. Yeah. To be fair, I don't like boots on men either. I just... Yeah, I'm not a cowboy They're like wearing a high heel. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They like clack on the floor. Right. Um, But her boots with that dress were very cute. Yes, speaking of that scene. Hey, honey, how are you today? Hey, guys. Y'all good? Good. Did you have a good day at school? Yeah, Here, I got you something. I got you something. Get you an apple. Oh, gee whiz. Apple your daddy's eye. I love that. I pulled that too. Apple your daddy's eye. Classic Eric. So cute. That was really cute. And I love Um, that. My last fashion note just says, shirtless Eric in bed. Yes, love that. I know they were Mm. poised. Post-coital. I said poised. Post-coital. Oh, I also read a little bit more about, I think that this was in either our first or second episode. Mm-hmm. So Eric and Tammy in the second episode of the show, so Eyes Wide Open, were supposed to have a sex scene um, or like they filmed a sex scene. But then Eric pulled the plug and was like, nope, we're just not going to ever do a sex scene in this show right. between us. Um Apparently, it's just him that is super uncomfortable and awkward, and he makes it weird. Oh. Connie Britton was like, he gets so awkward, even in our kissing scenes. Oh. Um, and so I think that he was uncomfortable, and he was like, we're just not going to. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which is really cute. Sweet Kyle Chandler. Yes. Although, he's got a little bit of an edge. I have another fun fact about him. Yeah. I didn't have it on for this episode, but I'll dish it. Dish it out. Apparently, when he got the part... He was like super, or like the day he was going to audition, he was super hungover. He had been at some like party, smoking cigars. He said that he like looked like a college student, or like just so hungover, yeah. smelled probably like crap, and that he just did the reading. And that Peter Berg goes, Yes, that. <laughs> Whatever you're doing today, that's how I want you to play him. Uh, that's funny because he does seem like constantly <laughs> like have a headache tired (laughs) like irritable (laughs) just pretty much me yeah on a normal day yeah this week i've been especially i i legit transformed into a boomer in just this week oh congratulations thank you you're welcome between my back ailment i've literally been hobbling around last night i went to dinner and i had to request a seat with a back (laughs) which means that i'm my mother um, and this week I was trying to s- wish somebody happy birthday on Facebook, two people actually. <laughs> and it's somehow instead of like just posting on their wall, I commented on someone else's happy birthday post <laughs> on their wall. So it's just like someone wrote happy birthday and I commented like happy birthday, Alex, la la la. Oh no. Twice, two different people. That is very boomer of you. 
and both of them responded to the comments. So I had to be like, sorry, I don't know why I commented on this random person's happy birthday. <laughs> it was very boomerang. Shall we close out fashion or we got another note? Yeah, let's close it out. <gasps> fashion. <laughs> oh, woo. I'm not even drinking a LaCroix today. That was just good old gas. <laughs> <laughs> good old natural gas. So I have a fun musician's corner today. Yes, this y'all. was a good music episode. It truly was. So the age range of the songs in this episode were 1995 to 2006. And the Texas acts were Explosions in the Sky. Is <laughs> that really loud? <laughs> Monica. One more time with the people in the back. It's quieter. Explosions in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Also, James McMurdy, and I have some fun facts about him. He's the other Texas act in this episode. So his song, Lost in the Backyard, um, which plays when Tim, Jason, and Lila talk by the campfire, is the one that's in this episode. He was born in Fort Worth in 1962. Oh. Yes, he's a fellow Fort Worthian. And another fun fact, he recently signed with New West Records, which is like Johnny Cash, Rodney Quarrel, um, Guy Clark, Jason Isbell, lots of good people. And I actually worked with the VP of Digital at New West with my company. Ooh. And I got to humble go to brag. the New West. Yeah, humble brag. I got to go to the New West you showcase. Get over yourself today, Monica. Okay, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no that is pretty cool no it, it, all this is to say i wanted to plug them because they had the best showcase that i've been to at south by and i've cool wait can you say it again <laughs> not not like can you i mean like will you say it again? what they're called oh new west records okay yes <laughs> and so because i've never had an official pass at south by i've always had to just use my connections another humble brag and that was the coolest one that i've seen so um mcmurdy currently lives in austin where he and the heartless bastards which was my favorite song from last week often play a midnight set at the continental club on wednesday nights so go check them out when live music is once again a thing (laughs) Mm. yeah so my favorite song in this ep was it it's nostalgic for me because I had the soundtrack like the CD and we'd play it at the lake house and this was on there and this is the last song that plays in the episode so it's when they um Jason and Lila or sorry Jason's saying goodbye to Lila and Tim and street is doing some uh rear window action yes he is putting some things together oh yeah great movie and another fun fact um I didn't catch this before Tim says, I miss you when the artist in this song says, I miss you. Mm. Yeah, so here we go. This is called Everything I Do, Whiskey Town. Very groovy. Diamonds in her eyes that she likes to hide. Seeking you'll find the hide and seeking kind. She 
She's got rings wrapped around her precious things. What the day brings, what's no surprise. Don't you ask me how I'm doing when everything I do says I miss you. I miss you. And Tim I says, I miss you, Delilah, when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I like that song. Me too. Big fan. They're, I think, from South Carolina. Whiskey Town. Whiskey Town. Yeah. So that's my Musician's Corner. Thanks for coming. Yay. Yay. Should we do snaps? Sure. That's what we do at work. We snaps. You do that where? At work. It's like very summer campy. Like over Zoom. Shout outs. And then everyone goes, shout out. How cute. Yeah, that is very campy. It's not very cute at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, my parents have like PTSD from Canacock when it'd be like, four, four, let's count them. One, two, three, four. Ah, boogity, boogity. <laughs> Monica's referring to a summer camp that uh, we went to growing up called Canica. Yes, in Missouri. And they, we did like insane cheers, but there were certain trigger words. So like somebody would be talking and if they said the, the word four or whatever, everyone would just like explode. Yes. All these eight-year-olds screaming chants. So annoying. We love it. No wonder it. my parents forgot to pick me up that time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If I tell that story on this podcast, my mom will have an annual. <laughs> but basically my parents forgot to pick me up from summer camp when I was eight. <laughs> uh, my mom was kind of late and I, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, she's dead. And then she showed up and I like bawled and hugged her. I thought they dramatic. were dead too. <laughs> Classic, oh my like, God, I thought they were too. first conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> but also this woman came up to me and she was like, are your parents not here yet, sweetie? And I was like, no. Oh. And she goes, there was a, she meant that they were probably stuck in traffic, but she goes, there was a huge accident on the highway on the way in. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> in defense of my parents. Well, not really. They still <laughs> fucked up, but they got the day wrong. Oh. So like I was calling their cell phone all afternoon, the parents were supposed to arrive for like, I mean, to pick you up from Missouri. Right. But also um, <laughs> for like your showcase thing. Yes. Um, and I kept asking them, I was like, can we wait 30 more minutes, 30 more minutes? And they even called my parents over the loudspeaker over the whole camp. <laughs> They're like, Laura and John Rutledge, please report to the front desk. <laughs> and I keep calling their cell phones. And then I try the home phone number. This is in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. I am in Missouri. Um. Ring, ring. Hello. My mother answers the home phone. I was like, hi. hi. You'd think they'd be there the day before. Like, they do have a real excuse because Meredith, my older sister, went to one of the neighboring Canacut camps. Yes. And the pickup days were like one staggered. So they were like ready to leave the next morning. Ah. Um, so they, did, they really didn't like forget me, right. but they definitely didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> But they drove all through the night to come get me. And apparently my mom ran out of the car in a nightgown into the woods to pee (laughs) in the way. (laughs) To pee. (laughs) All right. What's next up on our list? I think we should review the tape. Let's review the tape. Okay. I have a number of tidbits for you. Great. Go. Okay. So I believe that this is the first time we hear... Tim called Jason six. Yes. Right. I loved that. Yes. Yeah. So Tim walks in the hospital room and he's like, Hey six, which is Jason streets football number. 
So apparently, Kitsch is the one who came up with that. Oh. Taylor came up with that. It wasn't in the script or written. Uh, he just showed up and said that. I love and it stuck that. for the whole show. That's awesome. Because that's so something he would call him. I mean. Totally. Yeah. Which um, is his football also number, speaking... we should say. I mean, I mean, you probably put that together, but yeah. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. Idiots. Um, okay. Speaking of people who drank during their or before their audition for the show, Taylor Kitsch, I could not. I looked really hard to try to find a copy of his audition tape, oh, but I don't yeah. think it's on the internet. Um, but <laughs> so first of all, they wanted him to play Jason. Really? They wanted Taylor Kitsch to play Jason. And he was like, I don't want to. I think I'm more of this guy. Yeah. Um, and then for his audition tape, he literally brought a cooler of beer, sits down, grabs a tall boy, pops it open, drinks the entire thing, <laughs> grabs another beer, opens it, and then just is like, this is Taylor Kitsch uh, auditioning for uh, Tim Riggins. That's awesome. And just is like drinking the whole time. Oh my God. I love him so much. Um, yes. Amazing. So I thought that was cute. Also, another tidbit is that Kyle Chandler while they were filming like the whole time that they were filming in in flugs uh he volunteered for the local fire department of course he did because he's an angel yes and I have I I don't really have any like weird fetishes um I Mm. you know terrified of intimacy to begin with (laughs) um although firemen yeah love Mm -hmm. the idea of kyle chandler i will we can try to find a picture of him maybe in uniform yeah in a fireman's uniform we should you know what's Um, i don't you might could cut this out this might be too inappropriate (laughs) but i heard and actually my like guy friend told me this which is funny that and again we will fact check this if we keep it in that when women are menstruating they they're like uh, what is like the female hormone? What is it called? Estrogen. Yes, thank you, God. <laughs> Their estrogen levels are really high. And so they are most attracted to like a burly, like the most like epitome of like a man. I think that's true. Yeah. I've heard that before too. And then when they're not like when, then they're just kind of like normal. But I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, usually I'm into kind of a boyish cute. And then when I'm... <laughs> You know, menstruating. I want a, I want a like, fireman to save me from a burning building. I want that all the time. Yeah. Also, um, cute fact, our little town here in Connecticut, it's called Sherman. It's exactly like Stars Hollow. There's like a town hall and like a little library and all this stuff. And there's a volunteer so fire cute. department. I love I that. Know. You should do it. I should volunteer. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool yeah. and sexy. Um, so the director of this episode is Dan Lerner, um, who I I was like, oh, I recognize that name, but he hasn't really done anything cool, (laughs) but he did, he did direct a few episodes of Nashville though. Oh, okay. But this is his only episode that he directed of, of Friday Night Lights. So like, I thought he sounded familiar and then he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that, the name, I think it does. Dan Lerner. I think I'm thinking of Judy Dench. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of what's the guy's name? Jazz Lermer or something. Baz Lerman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know Jazz Lerner? Yeah, Jazz Lerner. He is like always learning jazz. He's just in a state of learning. 
jazz yeah. music. I love that. Just like me. I just watched that office episode where Angela goes, I hate I jazz. Just play the right notes. Just play the right notes. <laughs> Both in The Office and in Parks and Rec, they make fun of jazz. They do. And I love it. Jazz is stupid. <laughs> um, the writer for this episode is Carter Harris, and he wrote a bunch of episodes or produced a bunch of episodes of Bloodline with Kyle Chandler. Oh, cool. I need to watch that. Which I've never watched. My family has. I should watch it. I've heard it's like pretty intense. Yeah. I'm going to do Bloodline, Ozark. I'm going to go down those paths. I really want to do soon. Ozark. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm going to have a hard time taking uh, Bateman. What's his face? Series. Yeah, Jason Bateman series. Yeah, since you watched a lot of Arrested Development. That makes sense. I've watched so much Arrested Development. Ooh, have you heard of or seen The Outsider, speaking of Bateman? I've heard of it. It's uh, based off a Stephen King novel, and it's on HBO, yes. and it's so good. It's, like, scary, too. Like, it's it's yes. perfect enough okay. scary for me. Yeah. Ooh, maybe that's my next. It's, it's not The Outsiders. That's something no, else, right? It's just The Outsider, and the Cynthia Outsider. Irvino's in it, too. She's amazing. She played Harriet Tubman in the most recent Harriet. Ooh, yeah, yes. she's a badass. Which I still, I, I have not that seen, was one but... of the movies in theater that I was begging somebody to go see it. And again, you had no friends. And again, <laughs> no friends. Um, can y'all be friends with Carly? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter and then let me know yeah. and then we can just like leave us become, a review, friends. become friends with Carly and yeah. My only friends right now are my heating pad and my dog. <laughs> so we could use help. Yeah. Just kidding guys, I just went to dinner last night, like a social engagement. Oh my gosh, I have a Zoom happy hour tomorrow. I'm so social. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, very social. Let's see what else. Oh, and Carter Harris who wrote this episode did produce uh so, is at least like listed as a producer of some FNL episodes. Oh, cool. Okay. I have a fun, this is kind of a fact check, but, um, so in the scene when the nurse or doctor is talking to Jason, she's like, you can't ejaculate. Yeah. Um, she says it could go back. The semen could go back up into your bladder and, uh, you could get really sick. So I'm really interested to see what you're going to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's called, and this is maybe my favorite term ever. Uh It's called retrograde ejaculation. (sighs) Senescence in retrograde. Senescence in retrograde. Wait, semen in retrograde. <laughs> semen in retrograde. <laughs> Ejaculation in retrograde. in retrograde. Wow. Um, Based on the novel it Push is a real by thing. <laughs> Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. They make fun of that in 30 Rock, too. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so it is a real thing, but it is not toxic. You don't get super sick. It's really not a big deal, except then... They say that, it, but it may cause uh, male infertility. Oh. So I'm like, okay, so okay. it is. Yeah, then just say that. Say the real thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like he wouldn't get sick, but it's, you know, it's not, not good ideal. You. you should ejaculate inside. Exteriorly. Yeah. Yeah. Not in retrograde. <laughs> Don't ejaculate in retrograde. Please. Never in retrograde. <laughs> um,. Oh, and the last note I have is that speaking or like Kitsch, they want a Kitsch to be Jason. Minka also auditioned for Tyra. Oh, I would love to just like see a scene of her being Tyra. I would too, but I feel like her voice is too sweet. It's I doubt sweet. she can get out of that register. Yeah, she's like a little more badass in in Parenthood, but she's still got that sweet quality. Yeah, that's true. She does have more of an edge. Um, but apparently the girl who was supposed to come on and play Tyra was like set to come play Tyra yeah. was drum roll, Lindsay Lohan. Whoa. <laughs> I know. 
It all comes back to Freaky Friday. She had just finished making Herbie fully loaded, and they were like, we got to have her. <laughs> she was in high demand after Herbie. Wow. Yeah, wouldn't that? I would I need love your, to watch that. Boss, I need your Herbie Hancock on this. <laughs> that's that's fascinating to me. Wow. I know. Wow. I could totally see it, though. I feel like she... Yeah, I just feel like she... I mean, unfortunately... I really root. It's like the way I feel for Amanda Bynes. I'm just rooting for them, but she's just like a train wreck. Like Tyra yes. has her shit together. Like she's she does crazy shit, but she's like centered. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay has that is sort of like chaotic dumb girl voice. Yeah, and it's just a chaotic person. Agreed. Um, I don't care that much. You know, I'm not like Team Lindsay. I mean, I hope she you know gets healthy yeah. and, and is fine, but. In college, did you ever watch the Oprah documentary on Lindsay Lohan? No. Oh, so rough. It was one of those documentaries where, like, you have a hard time watching it because it's so invasive in this person's life. Um, she was, like, just leaving rehab. I mean, it was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got sucked in and watched it, like, all in one night. Yeah. Um, mostly just to watch a superstar like that, their life. They, like, can't leave their house ever. Their lives are insane. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the whole time it was like the cameras were just following her around waiting for her to relapse. And like every little thing that she did, they would like, like if she turned into an alleyway, they'd be like, oh, go follow her. It's going to happen. And I was like, oh. ah, they were like pushing her. Uh-uh. It was so weird. And then she went to Oprah and she was like, this is fucked up. Like y'all are just waiting for me to relapse. Like yeah. there's no other purpose to the show. And they ended up having to call it. It was like a whole thing. Horrible. I know, but after that, watching Lindsay Lohan like in her day to day life. <laughs> yeah. But I do yeah. still, I am still a diehard team Amanda Bynes fan. Yes. And I just think also just seeing them so young. Yeah. Even how they act now, I just still have a heart for them. I just feel I bad. know. Ugh. Amanda Bynes is in all of my like absolute favorite yeah. movies. Ugh. You know, like Sydney White. <laughs> yeah. A classic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have for review the tape. Oh, oh, I did have one, sorry, one other thing that I thought was super cool mm-hmm. was, I feel like, did you notice Jason's scar on the back of his neck? Yes, I loved that. When he, it looks so good. So at the very end when he, he notices Tim and Lila's hug is a little too mm-hmm. lingery, he turns around in his wheelchair and you see that. And I, yeah, that was cool. It was really well done. Um, that's all of our review the tape for today. Love it. So I, you know, there was not like any football in this one. So we're going to skip Monsplain <laughs> and we're going to go straight to the breakdown. Bye, Monsplain. Bye. See you next Smell week. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so we start this episode with really the event that uh, is the, oh my God. So we start this episode <laughs> <laughs> So we start this episode with the big event that is really the focal point of this whole, of all of that, El Accidente. El Accidente. Do you think, I feel like the the fact that they titled it, like the whole episode is about like racism against Hispanic people and then they titled the episode El Accidente. Right. I did not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed that too. (laughs) It's like just a little uh, pandering. Yes. I do have that scene. Or maybe do we it was want like to play really it? self-aware. Yeah. It's like, it's so progressive because it's, yes. yeah. The very first note I have for this episode is go away voodoo. I'm sick of your face. 
Okay, seriously. So I wrote down, I I forget How this. How long is he in this Well, show? and I, I forget this every time I watch, which I guess this is my third time, that <laughs> that I it feels like he's kicking him off the team when Coach Taylor kicks him out in Get Her Done. I thought so. I think and so, too. And then you're too. like, wait, he's still here? God. He won't be here I long. I almost wonder listeners. if he won't. I almost wonder if the writers did were getting him out and then like change their minds or something. Yeah. Cuz it, it it they really do frame it like that like get off my team. Right. You're done. And then he leaves the locker room. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Um but I guess you know Tim walks off and he's like I'm I'm done. He comes back. But yeah, maybe they liked the idea of you know Dudu saying the gross offensive word and then that being mm-hmm. applied to Landry's friend and and kind of I mean I I did like I did like this kind of entanglement. I did too. Um, but I also think that they like they've leveraged the situation with the like the team being investigated for recruiting. Yeah, they've like that's pretty. I wonder if that's one of the reasons they brought him back in. I don't know. We'll ask when we have Peter Berg on. Yeah, exactly. Next week. <laughs> um, I'm sick of your face. What is that from? Uh, oh, it's <laughs> Parks and Rec when <laughs> Leslie is mad at Tom and she's dunking his head in the oh, hot tub. Yeah. She's like, uh, don't say anything to me. Puts him in the fish. She's like, talk to me. No, don't say anything to me. <laughs> Sean, unshun. Should we play that scene? Which the one? opening scene? Yeah. So this is just the beginning when all of the ish goes, goes down. down. Oh, get over yourself, man. It's just a stupid football game. In the large scheme of things, do you think anyone's gonna give a crap? Pastor, please, just go wait outside. Am I right about that? Just go wait outside, alright? Are you kidding me? That's my neighbor. Hey, buddy, is he being serious right now? He's joking, he's making jokes. Man, I like Pastor, okay? Seriously, he's gotta learn that he can't just talk to people like that. I know, I said that I'll talk to him. What a dumbass thing to say, man. Look, I'm sorry, man. Sorry? Look, man, I'm sorry, all right? I don't look sorry. What's your problem, man? Come on. Don't football players, huh? Man, chill. Come on. You know that's not what I meant. Is that what you call? Did you mean that? Get off, man. I faded this part out because he hits him so hard. I it's horrible. hate, uh, like, fight scenes. Yeah. Like, hand-to-hand like the sounds that they use when he, they're punching, for some reason, that's way worse for me than like hardcore gore. Yeah. Well, could, oh, it's and they so... really, this kid has no defense. I know. I feel so bad for him. I know. And I. Caster is his name. Caster. Which is a weird thing. Is that his first name? <laughs> that's what they call him the whole episode. Yeah. Maybe it's his last name. But I'm like, oh, she, I think it is because Tammy says I talked to Mrs. Caster. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's not a football player. That would make more sense to call him this last name. That's like a thing. But yeah. I guess they just also call him his last name. Well, and he gets the bejesus beat out of him. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, before the fight happens, when Voodoo uh, and who's, is it Smash or whoever he's like, you know, having a spat with, um, they're like, get out of here. And he goes, fine, food sucks here anyways. Doodoo, quite the foodie. That's the second time he's mentioned food. He <laughs> really hates Texas food. <laughs> Seriously. He needs to get food back to Jambalaya. That's like his only bar of measurement yeah. for the town. I'd, food is stupid. <laughs> food sucks here. I, I did really like that 
Tim, we're kind of already seeing his growth because like, mm-hmm. you know, we see him in those first couple episodes where he throws the bottle at the window and he's just like a tough guy. And here he just stands up and he's like, walk away. Like you do not want to get involved in this. And it's cool to see kind of Lila rubbing off on him in more ways than one. Totally. I, I mean, I think this is the first episode that we even got more than a couple lines out of Tim. Yeah. Like this was a really, we really peeled Tim like an onion. We did. Ogre. <laughs> an ogre. Um, yeah, I wrote, oh my gosh, I hate beat up scenes. Ugh. Yeah, it was really rough. It, it was mm-hmm. good to convey like how badly he was hurt. Yeah. You know, he has to literally go to the hospital, but it was it was hard to watch. Agreed. But um, it was really, Matt was sweet in that moment. Uh, yeah. He was like, what are you doing? He like runs after them, um, which was cute. I, and I also just think that the three of them as friends is really cute. I know. Like Matt and Landry and Castor and a little... I know. I love seeing Matt kind of in the middle of these two worlds and having to navigate that. Totally. Well, this was a great episode for that. This is, you know, he he has that line later, which I pulled the clip. We can get into it later. But when he's like, I got confused about uh, what's good for the team and what's or what's right for the team and what's right. And that's kind of what this was about. And there Landry even has a line where he's like, fine, you're like, it's clear you're one of them. now." Right. (sighs) And I also just loved watching this sort of uh, tension in a childhood friendship. Like, clearly, they've been friends for a long yeah. time. They say they were friends with casters since they were eight or something. Right. Um, this is, in high school is a hard time. Yeah. Monica and I, you know, had our, our bumps. Had our ups and downs. Um, high school is a hard time. Like, when you're friends since childhood, yeah. there are lots of growing pains, and you change and go through phases. And I could, I can totally see the dynamic of Landry being frustrated that his best friend is becoming like a football dude. Yeah, totally. And I, I never really had to deal with this that much. I feel like all my conflict was more just like one-on-one, but I did, I was like kind of a part of a lot of different groups in high school. I felt like, and it was hard to kind of navigate that sometimes, you know, you, you want to be cool around your cool friends or whatever. And then like, you know, your theater friends are a little more dorky. You know, there's like, you kind of have to walk that line. And that just brought me back to that. And I thought they did that really well. Totally. I'm trying to think of, I don't think we ever had like a, well, what was our year where we were like not friends? We, it was part of eighth grade. Part of, and part of ninth ninth grade. grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But also... (laughs) Folks, that was my very dark emo face. Same. I mean, it was just a lot of emotions exploding. Yeah. Eighth grade was... Oh, my gosh. Unrequited love. Yes. Talk about the three months (laughs) of therapy. We spent about two months on eighth grade. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I remember I used to sit in the back of math class with a Sharpie and draw all the bones in my hand and arm, like, on my skin, like, some cool, like... I thought it was Yeah, I think I remember that. But, yeah, I mean, what was cool about... Again, those three months in therapy and then I was became perfect and didn't have to go back. Perfect after um, that. Was that, I mean, the things that happened to you in high school and later middle school, those things matter. Like you think. Totally. When I, when you talk about those things, you're like, oh, but that was so long ago. Like I was so young, but th- those are really, really formidable years, very shaping. And you don't even realize the way that it affects your later life. I mean, your twenties are another whole mess. <laughs> And my 20s were worse oh yeah I mean worse in a lot of ways just like just stuff but like you those 
years, you kind of revert back to those kind of darker times back then. And so, yeah, what happened to you mattered when you were younger. Absolutely. And like, you know, I've always hated the adult trope of talking to kids like, oh, you're just a kid. You don't even know what love is or uh, like, you know, like we condes- we're condescending towards kids that their emotions are not as real as adults, right. which is such bullshit because kids feel everything so purely, so intensely. It's not filtered by anything. Like even when we feel love, like for a partner or something, it's always tinged by like, oh, but I need to be safe or like, oh, but I, I have trust issues. Right. Like as an adult, it's complicated. As a kid, it's just like straight love. Yes, straight feelings. <laughs> and I feel like you don't, I feel like the, yeah, you feel everything completely, like you said, purely. And then you start to subconsciously develop defense mechanisms that you start employing later in life. And then you have to dig through totally. that other crap when you were younger to see why you made those defense mechanisms. Right. And looking back to those times, like especially that eighth grade time is a good way to like redefine yourself yeah. because those were all of our like first impulses, the way that we responded emotionally to things. And now it's always good to look back and be like, oh, that's my natural inclination that I suppress. But it's always good to remember that like I do tend to get super dependent on whoever I like at the time yeah. or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the other day about how crazy someone can be like can literally affect your everyday. And then a few years later, like they don't affect you at all. Like it's crazy. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the reason that you and I stuck it out as we actually talked through things like so many yes. people just go through things and then just stopping friends and yeah this whole work. trend of like cut out toxic people which yes like, yes but remove literally toxic people yeah. but just because somebody has upset you or like you're mad at them for some reason is not that does not count as like get this toxic person out of your I life agree. like you're not you're going to be surrounded by nobody if you don't put any work into the friendships in your life yes no i 100% agree with that you just got to value it yep. um yeah middle school yeah. so was this our first <laughs> tyra and tammy interaction i think yeah. so that's what i wrote down too Loved it. this was my question for you about that scene yeah. though tammy and she she comes back to this later and talks with julie and stuff she talks about her high school self, but she's like, I was you in high school. Do you do you believe that the way they write her character to be like that in high school? Okay, so I was a little shocked when she said that. But now that I think about it, I, I think it's pretty realistic because I don't see her as like the Lila type. I don't see her as mm-hmm. the Julie type. I see her the most like Tyra, like someone that was yeah. – and again, Tyra's going to develop and we're going to see more of who she is. Right now, maybe I wouldn't see the connection – but mm-hmm. I could see, I could see Tammy kind of maybe a little boy crazy, a little whatever. I because she's yeah. she's got that edge, and it makes me feel like she's been through shit. That's but it true. is hard to picture her like that, right? I I get I can believe it too. But I also feel like if I were Tyra, sitting there having the school guidance counselor and like the coach's wife tell me like I was just like you in high school, yeah. I'd be like, where are you? I feel like that never resonates with teenagers yeah. because all of their problems are the worst in the world and, and only afflicting them. Yes. I did write, quote, I don't want to be like you. Ouch. Oh, I was like, would you, I would never say that to a school counselor that I like just started interacting with. Yeah, seriously. So Tyra tells <laughs> Tammy, 
she was like, well, I don't want to be like you. But I liked Tammy's response. In this conversation, she didn't really like push Tyra at all. Mm-hmm. She was just like, fine, you want to get your GED? You have to bring it to me. Otherwise, enroll in this class. Yeah. yeah. And she's just kind of like, she kind of met her with hardball. Yeah. Because she's so confident yeah. and she knows that uh, like Tyra doesn't know anything. <laughs> and she knows how to get through to these kids just like coach taylor does yeah like when matt walks into her office she's immediately like how are things going at home but when tyra walks in she kind of tries her a little bit and then she's like all right you're gonna be defensive fine i'll show you i have a hard side too yeah. um so she like really works with them she's so good again tammy gets it okay i did not understand <laughs> the part when jason is telling lila that all the nurses call her advocado yes that's my first stray i was like <laughs> he was like you get it and i was like I don't, Jason. He's like like an advocate and an and avocado. Avocado? I have no I have no guesses. I rewinded it and I was like, nope, there's no <laughs> no context. <laughs> so I was thinking, is an avocado like, it's like avocado toast, like basic? But I'm like, that wasn't even a trope then. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like green and young, maybe? <sighs> We're really reaching. Or maybe soft. Or has like a hard pit in her belly? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's a really deep analysis. I like, know, I cannot, I can't get there. Hold on, I think I pulled it. That's so funny. You know what they call you around here? What? Advocado. I don't like, get it. <laughs> it's like an avocado. I don't find that very amusing. <laughs> it is funny, come on, think about it. <laughs> are they pumping you with nitrous or something? Seriously, <laughs> we, we are all Lila in that moment. Yeah, I don't get it. I also put Chase's being such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> He's being so silly. He being a dork. He's very silly, yes. Jason, this time. Very randy. Yeah. He was just kind of... He, was, he says, like, I'm, I'm horny or something. I know. I was very unattracted to Jason at that moment, and it had nothing to do with his injury. It was him talking <laughs> and being weird. <laughs> he was just, like, too worked up. Yeah. Like, ah, like oh, we have a visitor. It's my boner. I was like, <laughs> stop. Yeah, that was all weird. Yeah, I don't think I would ever want a man to look at me and say, we have a visitor. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> well, the visitor like, yeah. can go limp. <laughs> <laughs> the visitor has not been invited. Yes. But I also. That's called consent. Y'all. Yes. <laughs> look it up. I, this I didn't. I as much as that part made me kind of repulsed I kind of thought it was accurate like I feel like Jason is a little dorky because he's such a good boy you know and we do see like in the first episode before the injury that he's kind of a little a little weirdo yes and you can tell that he's like that with Lila because they talk about she's like we've talked about like getting married like can't you just imagine him sitting there with her and being like oh our house is gonna be white brick yes oh 100 percent and like looking at rings already yeah, and he was a little dorky. Yes. Um, he was a little horny dork, though. Yes. I also wrote, no ejaculation for Jason. I put Jason can't bang. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I did love, and we can either play this clip now or later, but the fact that, you know, him talking to the nurse about this, obviously he can't talk to his parents about it. He doesn't want to talk to Lila about right. it. He just wants to talk to his best friend about it. And I love that, like, I, that, was that specific thing made him you know, get Tim over and like actually confront him. Cause he was like, I need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, I pull that clip too. Let's, yeah. let's do that cool. later. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. And then again, them just hitting the nail on the head with 
when you have an injury like that of your real life seeping in and then something medical just coming up like that. Like yeah. I remember when I was in treatment, I was begging for permission to go to one of the dances. Oh. I went to so many events yeah. <laughs> uh, and my doctors were like, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> but I finally, uh, got them to let me go. And then my doctor sat me down and she was, and I was like, Oh hell yeah. Freedom for the night. Also, just so y'all know, I was in 10th grade. Oh yeah. I was in 10th grade. I was just, I was like just wanting, like just starting drinking. Right. Like I was ready to, to be a teenager. Wait, you were in the 11th grade. I think you were diagnosed at the end of 10th grade. It was grade. at the end of sophomore Yeah. Grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was like, oh, hell yeah, I can go to the party. You were in treatment. Anyway. <laughs> um, I was like, I can go to the party. I'm going to like drink. This is going to be awesome. And then I remember the doctor immediately sat me down. She was like, if you drink, here's what could happen. And like, they don't fuck around. Just like in this scene when she's like, no, it's not just like you shouldn't do that. It, this is exa- yeah. exactly what happened. They're like, your liver could fail. You could be in the hospital for weeks. You could die. You know, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, just let me go. Yeah. Which, by the way, I did drink. Anyway. You did, I remember. Would not suggest to other teenagers because cancer patients. I did not drink, but I had to lie for you because you drank. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, this made me think of one of my favorite memories of us doing something when you were going through treatment. We So first of all, Carly, Carly and I and maybe like one other friend would want to see bands that are actually good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was just dragged to like country concerts. Not Billy that I did. Yeah, exactly. And I would have to like dig through the depths of my friends to find someone to go to like a cool show and so and there was and me. there was you and usually hope would come as well yep. she was my other hope I could count on her taste. and so we wanted to see vampire weekend and first of all oh my God. we're talking about it in your living room we're looking at the tickets and we hear your mom and dad talking about it and she goes what are they talking about or no he goes what are they talking about and she goes oh I don't know some twilight thing <laughs> How many vampires are we supposed right. to care about? How many, how long is this weekend? So we, but so anyway, we clarified that it was a band. So we saw Beach House and Vampire Weekend in Dallas and your mom kind of pulled me aside and you were like two days out of, a, yeah, I was two days out of a five day <laughs> You chemo were fresh rash. out of chemo. <laughs> I was so ill. And your mom sat me down and was like, or kind of cornered me and was like, you just protect her, like, like make a circle around her. <laughs> There's so many germs. And as that's what you'll and do. so, but then Carly would like you were sitting on the ground because you were tired, and I was like, Stand yeah, because I had no energy. I know, but I was also like germs. <laughs> All ended well, yes, and it was a great show. It did, but this is in the middle of a mosh pit, and yes. I was literally just sitting on the ground. And y'all, but y'all were so cute. They formed a little circle around me. We did. Me. Um, because I like couldn't stand for more than an hour. Literally had just strolled out. <laughs> I was going to say one of my favorite memories now, yes. not then. Speaking of drinking well in treatment. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom. She knows. She knows. Um, <laughs> I got really drunk at uh, the the party yes. house. Trinity Valley, um, you know who first it is. Nights. Yeah, you know. Um, it was one of the first nights I think I'd like really drank. Um, and I remember oh, it was like New Year's or something. Either way. Our friend Adrian and I had gone to eat Mediterranean food before the party. Tara, classic. <laughs> uh, a lot of tabbouleh, mm. which is green. Oh, God. So later, also everyone who was not me was so incredibly concerned that I was there drinking. <laughs> Everyone's like, 
is she allowed to be doing this? Like everyone keep an eye on her. I was making everyone so That's nervous. sweet. <laughs> Instead of being like, it was cute. You. Yeah. But then I started vomiting because of alcohol and it was bright green and everyone was like oh my god she's dying because she drank oh while she was on therapy oh my god and adrian was like i just remember her yelling at everyone being like we had greek food for dinner and my wig fell off while i was throwing up so adrian took me into the back room and it was really sweet (laughs) and then there was like an unspoken bond between everyone that was at that party and me to never speak that of the fact that they saw me without my wig on and at a part, at like a get together a few months later, I remember somebody was, we were talking about that party and I think it was Ty, our friend, somebody was like, oh yeah, and then you're wait. <laughs> and then you just stopped talking and I was like, Mm-mm, we don't, we don't speak of this. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, to clarify, I said they, they weren't like, fuck you. I didn't mean like they would say fuck you. Like they'd be like, fuck it. Like, let's drink. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was cute that they were yes. concerned, <laughs> but also I would be too if the cancer patient showed up to my party. Right. <laughs> also, I had known strict parents. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, so we don't know what advo- advocado we do not. is. So then we have Reyes saying that Castor is the one that called him the word. Right. And Which we know not to be true. Yes, we do. And he also, like, holds a press conference. And that's when we start to see Tammy being like, I don't believe this kid. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Eric defending him? It definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, because clearly he goes, are you telling me the truth? He knows he's not telling him the truth. Mm -hmm. I Yes, he should know that that kid was totally defenseless. Yeah, I think his one excuse was he's had a tough upbringing or whatever. And obviously, no matter who said that word, that's going to trigger some, you know, reaction but I yeah I I thought he should have come to that conclusion quicker that he comes to at the end right I mean I kind of like that he didn't I I, it was a comfortable flaw but it definitely reminded me and maybe this is just me projecting Uh, I'll call my therapist later (laughs) Um, but like of him sort of sticking with the cool kids like he was a football player an athlete a cool kid in high school and he just kind of automatically is like Yes, the the more powerful guy, the more powerful man is the one who's right, yeah. or the one who's going to get away, right. the one whose story I'm going to pick. Um, yeah, and I but I did like the fact that you know they they had it's yeah the more powerful guy and the obviously the weaker guy he's in the power position, mm-hmm. but then you play in the race um, aspect. So I like that it wasn't just like a typical you know white guy, mm-hmm. and so that that added some layers in there. He's like he's had a tough upbringing, you know. So I, I liked that it was more complicated than... Yeah, it was very complex. Yeah, I, yeah they definitely could have uh, done that in a simpler way. But I, yeah, I like how they did it. And I like that it was Voodoo who said it yeah, um, in the first I place. Did. So Jason and Tim's debrief is next if we want to play that. Yes. <laughs> I want to know if she's a chipper out there as she is in here. Because I'll tell you what, I, I love that Tim's girl. Like, yeah, I do. I love her more than life itself. But I tell you... Oh, that was so she sweet. tells me how great everything's going to be when I finally get out of here. One more time, I'm going to lose it. Point is this, Timmy. While I'm in here dealing with all this by myself, and my best friend's out there putting a, a four-barrel carb in his damn truck, is that what's important right now? Answer me this, Timmy. What happened to Texas forever? Huh? 
What happened to living large? What happened to that eternal bond that you used to love to throw around when I was still healthy and headed towards the NFL, huh? I need you here, Tim. I need you here. I expect... I expect you here. You are my best friend. Grace period's over. Probably my favorite scene. That last line. Yes. Grace period's over. Favorite scene of the episode, I think, for sure. So well yeah. done. There's something about that cadence that's very Friday Night Lights. Like when he says, I expect you, I expect you to be mm-hmm. here. Like th- that tone or that writing is so, I don't know what it is about it, but it's like so Friday Night yes. Lights. Yes. Well, I just love the verbiage of, I need you here, that's vulnerable. And then it's like, no, no, I expect you here. Expect you should you be here. here because you're my best friend. And I, but he like kind of struggles to say it. And mm-hmm. oh, so good. And we know how that so much of this is improving and that they don't rehearse anything. So Scott Porter delivered the hell out of that line. I just loved his like hesitancy. He was like, I expect, expect you to be yeah. here. Ugh. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we haven't really heard him lay into Timmy yet. And, yeah. and Tim is, you know, kind of, crying a little bit and knows yeah. and is looking shameful and responding. Well, cause we said in the last episode, we're like, that's all he needed just to like squeeze his hand. And you know, we're like, he gets off the hook kind of too easily. So I, I forgot about this scene. So I was glad that, I did yeah, too. I was glad that he confronted him and kind of said his piece. Cause it, it needed to be said a hundred percent. Yes. And I like that he said, he was like, I can't like Lila is not, He's like, I'm here alone. I need, like, I'm getting positivity from, I'm getting things from other people. Right. But, like, I, what I need from you is, like, my best friendship and laughing and reality. Yes, I need my Tim. Yes. Yes, that was a great scene. Because yeah. um, you see, you know, when later when he comes to break him out, it's like when Lila comes, she's like, hey, Jason. And, like, brings balloons mm-hmm. and feeds him a cookie. And Tim just comes in. Always feeding him a cookie. <laughs> right. Every, Every damn, damn day. day. Tim just comes in and starts helping him work out doesn't say like how are you what's going he just was like hey we should break you out of here you know he just he needed that so badly yes um and I also love that he was there helping him work out like that's another thing that Jason probably just really needed a guy around for to like be in the gym again together um okay Landry Landry standing up for their so like in his conversation with Matt I love so much he's like we've known him for eight years and like I just love that he was he didn't budge like he was never gonna budge he was just like we know that this did not happen you know that this did not happen in the end yeah Landry shows up in this episode yes and I loved every minute of it I mean that the Tim and Jason scene was my favorite but my other favorite was just every Jesse Plemons scene Absolutely. I love the scene. So when they're announcing over the loudspeaker that they're not going to uh, have to take a forfeit, they're not going to get in trouble for what they the recruiting they did for Voodoo, all the football players are cheering. And then in the same shot, you just see Landry walking by himself, yes. walking away. Okay, so this was what I started to say and then just slowly backed off earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I love, we've, we've referenced this article a few times that Carly found in the Atlantic talking about how Friday Night Lights helped democratize TV and everyone has a voice. I thought this episode was the epitome of that. So because it was so like that scene was a perfect microcosm of showing, you know, yeah, this show's about football and we care about the football players, but it's not just about them. It's about all the peripheral people. And it shows how 
Like we love it. It inspires us. It molds these men, but it's also taken way too seriously. Sometimes it's sometimes Mm -hmm. ridiculous and childish. And this shows them like cheering and being like, yeah. And Landry's Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't matter in the scheme of themes, scheme of things. And I love that we have the Landry voice and the Tammy voice and the caster Mm -hmm. voice to be like kind of everyone else at school that doesn't really that, that that's like happy for the football team and sees its benefits but right. is just a regular person right and like you said again it's just another episode where you couldn't really pinpoint who whose episode yeah. it is like whose storyline it is it's really everybody's in like such good writing that they could introduce a character in the same episode and make the whole episode believably about this person about caster yeah. and i feel like we don't even we probably have seen Reyes, but I don't think we've heard him speak. Yeah, I don't think so. so I know that, we get some more of him, though. Yeah. Wait, do we? He gets yeah, Landry he gets off the is amazing, and I, yeah, well, but remember, does he come more? Back? Oh, I think maybe he works yeah, his way back. Yeah, because Coach T oh. sends him to t- to Tammy, and I think we get more of him. Okay. Yeah, we'll with cut Tammy. all that out. But yeah, good. Um, well, part of that's in this episode, but uh. Yeah, I just love I just love the like Landry and Matt sort of debacle Same. and and him becoming a football bro and Landry making sure that he stays true to his roots. Um I think I pulled a Landry clip. Perfect. Oh, I pulled the clip where Julie also good Julie episode. It is a good Julie episode. I liked her in this in this <laughs> She was episode. tolerable. She was. Uh, I liked her response to the apple. I know. <laughs> she was. Apple your dot is all. And then this was my favorite of her in this episode when she sees Matt at the Alamo Freeze and she just kind of like spits out the truth and he's really taken aback. So where's the other one? Ah, Trouble in Paradise. Is this whole race thing? You mean the guy who nearly killed the other kid, but nobody's going to do anything about it because he plays football? So I guess that puts you on his side? No, it... I just think you should man up and talk to him. I mean, you two look pretty pathetic without each other. I thought that was cute cute. because they did look really pathetic sitting at separate tables. I know, it's so cute. It's such, like, a lover's quarrel. (laughs) Their friendship also just reminds me of ours like we were both involved in really different things in high school but we were also just like the duo like if we were not sitting together people People would be like y'all just look stupid (laughs) (laughs) wait who's matt and who's landry oh i feel like you're landry (laughs) and you're gonna say that i just say like you're smarter and you're like the sassy sarcastic one that like checks me i can see yeah I'm shaking my head. And it's I smarter, was like, by the way. Because remember from oh. our review, we are both super intelligent. <laughs> super super no, but intelligent I, Oh, and ladies. then Matt. Oh my gosh, I'm going to make a graphic of us that just says super intelligent ladies. <laughs> Please. We'll yes. Matt is, a, is an artist. So that works for you. Okay. Right. He's kind of got the artist athlete thing going. And he wears a live strong bracelet and you had cancer. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, uncanny. Okay, decided. Um, but yeah, Landry's the friend that's usually right, <laughs> which is why I said Landry. 
That's very sweet of you. Um, so I have the scene where Landry sticks up for his friend if we want to play that. Right after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, is it the very end? No, I mean, it's I'm I'm going in order of my notes. So I have Landy, Landry confronts Reyes, which is this one. And then okay, okay. there's all this. Then, yes. That's, okay. And did you realize that if you weren't a panther, you'd be in jail right now? Excuse me? He didn't say nothing. So you assaulted so Castor. And you just think that you're going to get away with it, don't you? Well, you better watch what you're saying, man. Seriously. Well, I'm not afraid of you. That's what you think. What are you talking about? Race. A lot of breathing. <laughs> You're not worth it. I put Landry is worth it. Seriously. Yeah, I, Although we don't want him to. Right. Get the rest it. of it is just kind of the debacle. I didn't I didn't include that because we don't need to listen to that. But I did love like Landry does not have to get I mean, I like he can defend his friend and it would still be believable, but this like really gets under his skin, yeah. the injustice yeah. of it. And I love that about his character. It's very rich. I know. And he's, think about it. He's supposed to be like 16 and I love that he's, yeah. he's so mature. And he, he is like refusing to be gaslit. He's like, no, yeah, this is only happening because he's a Panther football player. I see it. You guys are hiding yeah. it. Loved it. Speaking and of this, the truth, yeah, this is a very complex. They added a lot of facets to it. Like it has the racial component. It's a fight, and then it also has this like power structure complex where you know men who are playing some sort of important role get off. Yeah, influence. Totally. Um, but yeah, I love that he was like ready to fight Reyes. He was just like, I know, go. loved it. I know he's he's okay. I cracked a little up sexy at, in that episode. Ahead. I mean, in that scene. I agree. I I always thought Landry was yeah, kind of cute. I like it's his personality. Yeah. Once the more we get to know him, it's I his would confidence. Like. We see that yes. more and more, and it's like all right. He's just self self yeah. assured. Mm. Like in this, like he knows he's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a very attractive quality. Yes. Then. Uh, probably more powerful than any than like looks or anything. Agreed. It's just like. Stop hitting the gym and start. Well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, you can go to the gym, but like, mm, please do. Also, go to therapy. Men who are selfish. <laughs> men who are self assured. <laughs> men who are really self assured. Like every girl knows a guy who's like not that good looking, but all the girls love yeah. him. And I, I even have guy friends who they're like, that guy just gets laid. Like what the <laughs> hell? And I'm like, he's just got, he's just yep. confident. There's something about it. And that doesn't mean be a jackass. No. Not, no, not like doo doo. Right. Not that don't kind of Don't be a doo doo. Be a Landry. Right. Be a Landry. In a, in a world, <laughs> in a world of doo doo. Be a Landry. <laughs> be a Landry. <laughs> um, okay. I laughed at, uh, Tim telling Jason to save the jello for the other patients <laughs> when he's lifting him and he's really heavy. He's like, damn, save some jello for the yeah, other Yeah, I patients. like that too. But also it was a good little detail because Jason would be super heavy still because his muscles have probably only barely began to atrophy. So he's still like a super muscular high school yeah, kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Tim breaks out Jason and they convince Lila to come along. And I put, where did Tim, Lila, and Jason get this boat? <laughs> they just end up on a boat. 
I know. Although I bet that's kind of a Texas thing, though. People just like have Yeah, like marinas. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would go to Lake Benbrook sometimes. And I remember just being like, wait, whose boat am I on again? (laughs) Royce Dawn is like, mine. (laughs) Okay. What's, who are you again? Um, But yeah, that was kind of cute. Their their little lake venture. Except, I mean, it was designed this way. But obviously you're just like holding your breath the whole time. Because Jason is just like having the time of his life. And you know that the whole situation is totally tainted. I know. So then I have Matt comes over for the first time to the house. Yes, to coaches. A lot of uh, house calls for yes. coach this episode. <laughs> yeah, I put one of many buddy um, un- like uninvited <laughs> visits. Oh my gosh. I love uh, later in the show when Buddy continues to just arrive yes. at their house. Tammy is always at like there. 11. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 um, okay, I pulled the clip of Matt talking to Coach. Oh, great. Okay. I'll play it. Also, it was really cute when Julie answered the door. He asked her how, how dance pr- her dance team yes. was going. She goes, we're pretty good I know. now. We practice three times I a week. I know. Well, I wrote, I love that Matt's like, how's dance practice? Like, he's trying to show interest, so but cute. it's also really cute because I love when non-musically inclined guys are like, how's how's the music going? Like, how are, how's practice? <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't say dance rehearsal, he says dance practice. And I just thought that was really charming. Oh, does yeah. he? <laughs> Dance practice. That's cute. Okay, so this is Matt going to Coach Taylor's house to right the wrong yes. that you oh, did. Oh, here's my mom. Hold on. Good night. <laughs> she says hi. Hi, Cindy. Texas forever, mama. Come she on, said show. amen. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I'll close girl. up down here. Okay, so this is Matt. Stopping by Coach Taylor's house to right his wrong. Pastor didn't say anything racist to me. Thought you said you weren't outside. I wasn't. I, I, I was inside, but but I know Caster. I've, I've known him a long time, and I don't think he was saying anything like that. And besides, it wasn't really the way it was going anyway. Voodoo's the one who called Reyes a wetback. Not Caster. And I think Reyes was probably just all riled up after that and then Caster was just in the wrong place at the wrong time I know I should have said something sooner I think I might have been confused between what was right for the team and what and what was right love that I love that that was my my favorite line of the mm-hmm. episode because I just love that they're doing this foil with Matt and coach because that's the exact same issue that coach was having with mm-hmm. voodoo. He got confused about doing what was right for the team and what was yeah, right. I agree. I, I also sweet, sweet man. I also pulled this quote. I think this is right before when Eric and Tammy. I wrote in my strays. They have those giant red wine glasses. <laughs> they're, they're oh, humongous. I know. <laughs> but this is a scene and a line that I just think of all the time when I think about Friday Night Lights. Me and kid named Voodoo, along with manager. And old buddy, he starts promising things. Kind of things. He starts promising things. But you didn't do that, Sheriff. I think sometimes that for anyone to do what I do, it is damn near impossible to not sell your soul just a little bit down the river. I think you just keep doing what you're doing, Coach. Taking it one day at a time. 
you know what I really love? Uh-huh. I love football. Uh-huh. I love football. I know. I love those kids. I just love, I love how the shot, he looks like he has these crazy eyes. He's like, I love football. <laughs> I love it. And you can't tell if he's looking directly at uh, Tammy, the way it's shot, or if he's just looking off in the distance. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why. I just love that. But I don't know why. I just love him saying, I love football. I love those boys. Just to hearing him say, like, this is his passion. Like, obviously it is. You see it. But just have him explicitly saying that is really sweet. For him sweet. to say it. Yes. Is very sweet. I agree. And that was super cute. And obviously he's not just saying, like, I love the game of football. He's saying, like, I love what football brings out of people and the opportunities. Uh, that was a very wonderful yes. line. Oh, I was going to ask, I don't, did we have any high school fights? I have friends who talked about there being fights at their high school a bunch, but I'm sh- I don't think we ever had any big dramatic fights. Yeah, there's, like, got to be one. But, again, we went to a preppy, dorky school. <laughs> Yes, uh, they could. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because we'll have to cut it out. I was, well, I was going to say they could barely f- play football, much uh-huh. less uh, hurt right. each other. Um, no, but there was one when a certain remember a certain person threw, gave somebody a concussion. Someone in our grade, they like got in a fight in the boys' locker room, and he like threw him, oh, yeah. pushed him or something, and the kid hit his head on yeah, the. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. He pushed him. I don't remember the details, but got into some sort of fight and the kid got, it was a younger kid and he got a concussion. And I remember it was like a big deal. That was my first makeout. (laughs) I remember the mud (laughs) on your jumper. Oh, that was the worst day of my life. Yeah. I had to go to, I had to take off my, I was so uncomfortable with that situation. I remember going home. This is such a like little, not little girl. That sounds (laughs) creepy, but like a coming, a girl coming of age story. It was like the first time I had, like made out right not just like y'all kiss behind the bushes and I remember that like I was very uncomfortable like it definitely went too far from my comfort zone I mean still in the realm of like middle school yeah yeah yeah. um and I was super sad and scared for the rest of the day and I remember coming home from soccer practice and laying in my beanbag by the fire and eating potato soup just like (laughs) I just like I was like I need my beanbag I still need my beanbag I do too I miss those those were amazing um. Yeah, so that doorbell ring was the mat scene that we played before. Yeah, yes. Which was great. <clears throat> yes, what was right for the team and what was right. Yeah. And Matt did right by his friend. And then, and then, which I had forgotten mm-hmm. about, then Coach makes yeah, it right. kicks him well off. And goes and visits Caster. Oh, well, yeah, first he visits Caster, which was really sweet. Right. And you, you see him for the first time just all beat up and so sad. I just feel so bad for that kid. And he he was a good actor, yeah. too. And, like, the character that he played was very mm-hmm. real. The fact that, like, you know, the cool football coach who just, like, allows the football guys to probably get away with a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And he's like, I, what is that going to help me with? Like, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get the crap beaten out of me by all of these yeah. guys. And I feel like that's such a real place for a lot of people in high school. Um, and that... A lot of bullying just goes, you know, a lot of people turn a blind yeah. eye. But that kid is, right, he's just saying, like, this is what's actually going to happen, and you're just, like, making it sound pretty and sugarcoating this. Yeah. Um, but Coach is awesome. He's like, this is my fault, and, like, I will make sure that none of them 
touch you. Um, I said that. Creepily. None of them touch you again. Touch you. Um, he says none of them are going to hurt yeah. him. Uh, and he's taking control of the situation. But I liked that he, that Matt sort of inspired him to go change yeah, course. I agree. Because I don't think he was going to yet before that. No. So then Buddy shows up unannounced. And I'm sorry. I'm so tired of this plot point with Voodoo. And, I'm so done and with like Voodoo. And the recruiting thing. I'm like, I don't care. I forgot he was in this many episodes. I know. Get him out. I always, re- in my memory, he's just like in one yeah. or two. And I guess this whole like recruiting thing, you know, now it's probably going to be a forfeit. It, it just puts more of the pressure for them to win every game to go to state. But I just like, I'm done. Right. Wait, so what happened again that they... So... Oh, Voodoo went and bad mouthed Yeah, he's... Oh, he's gone. So this is probably his last... Yeah, he leaves town. Thank God. Bye-bye, Doo-Doo. And he, like, tells people that he was recruited and stuff. And so he's like, it's it's probably going to be a forfeit. So it it really just serves as, okay, now we really have to win every single game. Yes. And we hate Doo-Doo somehow more than ever. And then we have that final scene that we talked about with the scar on Jason's neck. Um, yes. Did you like how they did that reveal, you know, of Jason figuring it out? Yeah. Yes, and I kind of forgot about it, too. Like, I remember them all saying goodbye, and then I was like, I feel like I remember that he catches on in this mm-hmm. episode, but I don't remember how. Because I love how it's – and it's so sad. He, like – sees them and he he has that little smile he's like oh my best friend and my girlfriend they're hugging and he drove him and like what a gentleman and then he's like wait that hug is way too long and way too meaningful yeah for like the first half of it I was like oh that could still be that maybe they got a lot closer and bonded after the accident or whatever I mean yeah but then when they break away from the hug and she has her her hands still their their arms are still like clasped Um, and they kind of lean foreheads in together. That's when it's like, oh, oh, doesn't your heart just break? Yeah. I can't even. I can't imagine. And it's, of course, right after they're like, he can never know. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I mean, Uh-oh. this is doesn't even need to be said. It's very obvious, but it's like that would be horrible in any situation. But he's literally just <laughs> lost his dream, his, his legs. legs, and now his girlfriend and his best friend are together. And yeah. He's, he's not doing so hot. And I actually, I kind of don't remember what follows directly after this. So I'm excited. I like, I, but yeah, that was a great clip. Yeah, I know. But I also don't know all the parts. So I'm excited to keep watching. What if I just spoil it right now for everybody? Uh, no, the whole town burns down and everybody dies. It turns into a real Grey's Anatomy situation. Oh shit. Is that what happened in Grey's? I didn't watch it. I don't, I actually didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I just know that everybody died. <laughs> Right? I have no idea. I've never seen it. No. Oh, you didn't watch it. All right. Any strays? Um, that's what I'm looking for strays. Oh, so the apple of your daddy's eye part. I love that Julie is wearing earbuds and like takes them out when she sees her parents. I thought because that was I know you and I both like to be dropped off a little bit farther on our walk to campus on school at school so we could plug in our iPod and listen to like the shins for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would always get to. So we had like a, a free hour at the beginning of the day from like seven to eight or something yeah. I would always get there at 7 a.m so that I could sit in the locker room moodily listening to my yes iPod. I loved the walk across campus especially when it was cold yeah oh yeah I have very vivid memory I have like a song associated with each building yes. like I remember walking into the middle school building always either listening to shoots too mm-hmm. narrow by the shins 
or Money by Pink Floyd. Ooh. I used to like feel really badass when I would walk into the school building with Money yes. playing. I associate that um, corridor with Plans, Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or obviously like any Motion City soundtrack or Academy yeah. is. Um, and then high school was all, um, uh, what's the band that I love? Deer in the, the Headlights. Every, yes, yeah. Deer in the Headlights. I only know them because of you. Great band. Okay, wait, do I have any strays? Oh, I did just kind of love how Tim is the one that brought everybody together. Yeah. He's like so engaged when they're at the lake and he's like, we're going to, we can get yeah. through this. All of us, we can get through I anything. know, I did too. Yeah, he's kind of the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I put the place, so obviously there's the Alamo Freeze and then there's the restaurant that's like never named, that's like more at night and oh, Okay, I'm confused And Reyes too. calls it the sandwich shop. What? I almost wrote that down and then I didn't because I was like, uh, no one's going to care about the story. <laughs> but that line cracked me up so much. There's an episode of Always Sunny, which it's my favorite episode of the whole show. Uh, the gang gets trapped. But they there's a part of it where they go through a drive through for fast food or whatever. And then they're sitting in the car waiting. And the whole time, Charlie's like, give me some of your chips. And he's like, you should have gotten chips. At the, and he keeps calling it the hamburger shop. He's like, if you wanted chips, you should have gotten chips at the hamburger shop. And they just keep going. But that cracked me up. The sandwich the sa- I'm like, store. Sandwich the Quiznos shop. or like, yeah, that, that place never has a name. Confused. Was that the Alamo Freeze or was it the Applebee's? I feel like those are the only Well, so two. there's the Alamo Freeze, the Applebee's, and I think this place is different. This is like the nighttime, like they're eating the burger because yeah. Matt's not working and it's bigger. Yeah, they That's just true. never really name it. I know, but I'm also wondering if they keep doing that or if they get rid of. Maybe. Um, yeah, I was kind of confused where they were also. Apparently, according to Doodoo, the food sucks. Yeah, in every pl- place in Texas. <laughs> food is stupid. Um, I Oh, I did write down, I I could be wrong, but I thought that Reyes's accent was weird. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he kind of plays it up to yeah. get more sympathy. And maybe that was why it was weird. Um. I did love when Tim goes, I think I'm going to go pro. And she's like, really? And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. (laughs) All right. Great Landry episode. Great Landry. Landry and Tim. Yes. Great Landry, great Tim, and great Great Tam. Tam. Okay. So, again, (laughs) follow us at TX Forever Pod on the socials and... Keep listening. I'm going to give this episode. I, well, I did love the Landry intro and the fact that the whole issue was really complicated. It just was all about that. And I kind of wanted mm-hmm. some more meat to it. There was not enough football. Still a solid yeah. up, but probably my least favorite so far. So I'm going to give it a mm. six out of 10 advocados. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I I liked this episode more than you, I think. I just really enjoyed Landry. Yeah. Uh, and seeing Tammy have some real pull in, in changing the situation. I'm going to give it... I will do seven and a half out of ten Tammy's boots. Love it. Kind of a boring one, but they were they very were cute. cute. 
I was going to say smash his polos, but I forgot to mention that he was wearing another, <laughs> yet another polo. <laughs> Uh, Boy loves his uh, yes. collared shirts. No, I think I liked talking about this episode more than I liked watching it. I mean, I mean, I liked watching it, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I like, I like what it invokes. But it was, I think, it was my least favorite to watch so far. That's why. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't crazy yeah. meaty. It seemed like, and this conflict that they had didn't really have to do with any of the other storylines. Right. It kind of and was again, like an I'm island. just freaking done with Doodoo. We're finally done with him, but I'm so I just I'm forgot so that he was still here, and I was annoyed. So. Get out of here, dude. We are done, done with, with you. Back to Matt. Yes. Boy. Matt is our QB1. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. This was a good yes, cliffhanger. It was. It was. But yes, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at TXForeverPod. Please go to iTunes and leave us a review and rating. Um, and like I said, if you get it and now, we'll read the whole thing. So you can like put your life story in it. You can give yeah. any opinion you want. We'll read it. You can say yeah. anything, but we do prefer compliments. We do. Of the superlative right. nature. We, we do like things about our intelligence. <laughs> More people call us smart, yes. please. Okay. All right, y'all. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't, Can't lose. lose. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town